Hi everyone, happy Wicked Wednesday and welcome to Shivers. Many of us are fans of stand-up comedy or even your traditional comedy movies, but did you know that many comedians believe the veil between genres is thinnest between comedy and horror? Horror is like comedy, both are subjective and risky. Horror is the outlawed genre of cinema and horror films entertain us and provoke us. They put society under a microscope, making us question what we fear and why we fear it. Whereas comedy does the same, but makes fun of society and all of its issues in an attempt to soften the fear and push through it. Horror movies are distorted mirrors and show us the sides of ourselves that we may not want to confront. These movies can help us love ourselves more by being vulnerable enough to dig deep and figure out who we really are. Comedy movies make us feel the same, understanding what makes us laugh and what makes us tick, but offer the opposite self-analysis by working off of the mentality, if it's funny, then it can't hurt me. So I want to continue to laugh and not confront these issues. If you can couple the two together, however, we can work through our traumas and our personal beliefs and come out the other side laughing with relief, filled with the joys of accomplishment. Simply look at people leaving Halloween haunted houses. They're all laughing and smiling, having faced their fears and coming out the other end victorious. Take Pennywise, for example. The root of the story of It is a clown that terrorizes children and feeds off of their fear. He can only be defeated when children no longer fear him. And at the end of It too, the children make fun of Pennywise, degrading him, bullying him, stealing his power, and using their comedic jokes to make him disappear. Clowns in general serve as the mascot of horror comedy, being a childhood jokester turned adult fear. The clown genre is really interesting and I could go on for hours about it, but it's just one example of how closely fear and comedy are tied. A quote from Eli Roth says that horror is a big tent with room for a circus full of attractions. Getting into this idea of dark comedy and black comedy though, these are films, plays, or other works that deal with tragic or distressing subject matter in a humorous way. Many of these films have themes of satire that aim to make a point about societal issues such as racism, class systems, politics, etc. Including emotion in horror movies gives them the element of humanity and humility, which makes them that much more believable and relatable. And horror is typically the only genre where you can pull off a not-so-happy ending. All of these themes can also be seen in dark comedy or black comedy horror movies. To mention a couple of movies, we'll start with one of the newer films, The Menu from 2022. This is a perfect example of a dark comedy horror movie. We follow a group of people to a remote island where a chef and his staff have curated an evening of over-the-top foods for the group to experience. After finding out that one of the attendees is not part of the rich community, things go a bit unexpected, and we find that the chef has decided that tonight will be the grand finale tired of serving ungrateful and egotistical wealthy people. The film is riddled with satire and pokes fun at the upper class, also making fun of the cooking industry and how people will just simply adhere to someone who's giving them rules, but makes a really great point that's clouded under the air of ridiculousness. It's certainly worth a watch to watch something that is creative, different, and pretty far out there. Another newer film to mention Bodies, Bodies, Bodies from 2022 is not necessarily a movie that I would recommend by any stretch, but is a great example of how dark comedy can be portrayed to a younger, dumber generation. 
This film revolves around a group of teens partying at a friend's parents' mansion during a hurricane. A series of unfortunate events play, and the group believe that they are being picked off one by one by a murderer. At the end of the movie, we find out that everything has been created out of fear, assumptions, and simple stupidity. There's no murderer at all. Everyone either accidentally killed themselves or thought they witnessed something while they were on drugs. This is another movie that makes fun of the upper class and also points out just how easily misinformation can spread, particularly to Gen Zers through social media. The next movie to mention is a movie called The Babysitter, which I absolutely love. Netflix movie from 2017, The Babysitter focuses on a kid named Cole who absolutely adores his babysitter. One weekend while his parents are away, he decides to stay up late so he can finally see what his babysitter and her friends do after he goes to bed. To his surprise, he finds out that his babysitter has a deal with the devil, and she must kill him in order to fulfill her side of the deal. Through a series of outrageous chases with the group of teens and unintentional murders that Cole causes, we end the movie coming face to face with the babysitter, driving a car through his own house in order to kill her. This movie takes a different approach and takes the idea of teens having too much power, seeing what they would actually accomplish if they made a deal with the devil and could do anything. Even in the beginning when Cole first sees them, we see Bella Thorne get shot, saying, Ow, my boob, now I can't be hot anymore. If that's actually what matters after you've been shot. The last movie to mention today is a movie called The Hunt. This is another movie that I absolutely cannot recommend highly enough. The Hunt from 2020 focuses a group on a group of rich people kidnapping 12 individuals and hunting them for sport. One of the individuals, Crystal, is seemingly trained in combat and is able to detect booby traps and fake actors all around her. After many gory kills and escaped captures, Crystal comes face to face with the creator of this hunt, with this woman explaining that the hunt, or manor gate, was previously an annual tradition for this woman and her friends, but was leaked by a group of 12 conspiracy theorists, the 12 people captured on this hunt, which caused each of the original attendees to lose their jobs and essentially ruin their lives. The originals mark the kidnapped with nicknames from Animal Farm and place bets on who would survive the longest. Crystal finally kills the creator and flies off on the creator's jet, setting the scales right once again. This is another film that pokes fun at the rich and plays to the victimization that they feel for losing their jobs over the simple idea of kidnapping and killing people for sport. Who would fire them for that? It also throws in jabs of political points throughout the movie making it a perfect example of a dark comedy and just a great movie overall. The only other point to mention under the idea of comedy and horror is Jordan Peele. Of course, I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't mention the poster child of this. Jordan Peele is one of the first people to make the overt ties between horror and comedy and says that's why he can so easily bounce back and forth between both genres. Both of them make you focus on your emotions and learn more about yourself. And if you can combine the two genres together, then you're set to create a masterpiece. That is all for our point on dark comedy and black comedy today. Thank you for listening to today's Wicked Wednesday. Be sure to watch a dark comedy movie next time you're feeling like learning about yourself or wanting to create an interesting group discussion. For those of you interested in keeping the conversation going, be sure to join the Shivers Meetup page so you too can be part of all things spooky.